and welcome back to Poor Life Decision. I'm Chris. I'm Doyen. Welcome back, y'all. Doyen, I just, you know, I expect you to be somebody different. Like, I look forward to it. I just, it's the highlight of my day. My, the consistent thing about me is I'm inconsistent. <laughs> <laughs> expect the unexpected? <laughs> yes. Okay. Okay. So... Doyen, what's been going on with you and what are you drinking? Um, I'll start off with what I'm drinking. So it's called Grumpy Old Man. Which <laughs> <laughs> is my mood forever. But um, Love it. Love it. Basically, it's kind of like it's like a Kentucky mule that we don't choke on. So basically it's ginger ale, um, bourbon, and um a little bit of lime juice. So, mm. okay, very easy. Okay. Um, and what's been going on with Doyen? <laughs> Not a whole lot, but this past weekend it was storming like all day Saturday, mm-hmm. and I, I have a lot of like PTSD from like just bad weather in Texas because the first summer I moved up here there was a hailstorm, so spring, early summer is very hail. You know, it's very easy to get a hailstorm. So I kind of stayed my ass at home <laughs> for the most part Saturday and it drove me nuts. I took like four or five naps because <laughs> of the weather, <laughs> but um, I also read a book. <laughs> and so uh, oddly enough, I got the book from it's called A Simple Favor. And so their movie, a movie came out, I think, late last year, like maybe fall. And then there's mm-hmm. a book. And our friends at Litflix were reviewing it. Hey, Litflix. (laughs) Hey, hey, Abby. (laughs) But um, (laughs) they were reviewing it because they're really good at actually reading books. So they'll read a book and watch a movie and review it. So I heard them talk about it. I was like, let me finally read it. Um, (laughs) So the book is, I wouldn't even call it good. It was just... (sighs) It was like they kind of wanted to go the Gone Girl route and they took a real hard left. Um, Okay. One of the weirdest things about the books was like the main character had like a love affair, like a decades long love affair (laughs) with her brother, her half brother. Okay. (laughs) Right. So you read this book, but you can't watch Game of Thrones with me. No, girl. Anyways. But it was, and then like she had a kid, and that kid like like he had no parts of her husband, probably because it was <laughs> her brothers. Uh, <laughs> <sighs> it was yeah, it was a lot, but I read it literally in one day. Um, Y'all doing it was going <laughs> crazy. <laughs> Y'all know I love to be in the house. And I especially during during a storm. The only thing that aggravated me was it did get pretty bad here, so I had to come downstairs so I didn't get to stay in my bed. But Doyen was going crazy. <laughs> Such a social butterfly. <laughs> As in, um, I have this book about um ENFPs. We still have to talk about Myers Briggs one day. But um Basically, they're like, it's equally harmful for an ENFP to be around people for too long and to not be around people for too long. Mm. <laughs> so mm. it was a struggle. So basically, when the weather was good, 
I went to the biscuit bar and um, had their chicken and not a waffle, which is delicious. And then I was like, I still need to stay out. So I went next door and there was a wine and coffee shop. <laughs> no laughing. So there was a wine and you coffee shop. looking like you were dying for human I interaction. Just, I don't even have to interact with them. I just like being in a room with them. <laughs> it makes it even worse. But yeah, so I went to this wine and coffee shop and I was like, okay, you know, get some wine. Everybody else had coffee. And I'm like, you guys, it's, it's Saturday and it's like <laughs> two or three o'clock. Why are you still drinking coffee? But that's a whole different story. That was a cute little shop. <laughs> it sounds cute. Wine and coffee. I mean, I probably drink more wine than coffee, but right. sounds cute. <laughs> Anything else going on? No, that's not about it for me. <laughs> okay. What are you drinking? <laughs> well, I am sticking to my theme of hooray, Game of Thrones is back. <laughs> so I <laughs> so I am drinking a a um an army of the dead. And it is about two parts white walker by johnny walker and about three parts wait that's wrong two parts i'm gonna say two parts of the white walker and four parts coconut soda and it's really good and um i discovered this white walker by johnny walker via Doyen's big sister, who's also my sister. Yay. <laughs> Love her much. And so I went and bought the bottle. And the guy told me at the liquor store, he's like, you have to freeze it because it has a special message on the bottle when you freeze it. So I was like, okay. So I put it in the freezer and it's been in the, it was in the freezer like a whole week, a whole week. And I was so tempted so many times to look at it. But I was like, no, I'm saving this moment for Sunday night for the premiere. And a lot of times I like to pre, you know, I like to try out my drinks before I drink some. <laughs> I like to practice making them, but I still didn't do it. I said, I'm going to save it all for Sunday night. So it's Sunday night. It's a couple of minutes before the show starts. I'm like, oh, let me go. And I grab the things I need for the drink <laughs> to bring it back to the living room <laughs> so I don't have to leave the living room. <laughs> so I'm grabbing everything. Don't laugh. <laughs> so I'm grabbing everything and I open the freezer and the bottle slides out of the freezer and onto the floor. Oh no. I yeah, I've never said fuck so loud. I just Aww. I've never said it so loud and so aggressively. And I mean I had like real tears in my eyes and my washroom is like off from my kitchen. I just went in there, grabbed some towels and just threw towels on top of it and went on back into the living room because it was time for the show to start. And <laughs> I just, so Monday I stopped and picked up another bottle. And I mean, it's not painfully expensive, but it's almost 50 bucks for a bottle. And I didn't even get to have any. And then I turned around and bought another one because I really needed to have this experience. I didn't even tell the girls in my Game of Thrones group chat that that happened. Like, I just couldn't. Speak for your tax bracket because 50 bucks is going to hurt. <laughs> <laughs> it does. It does. But, you know... <laughs> 
as far as a good bottle of whiskey is concerned, you know, but mm. it, it, it does, <laughs> it hurts. And it hurts that I didn't even get to taste it. It just, but anyway, I still enjoyed the premiere, even though y'all crashed the app. <laughs> so I had to watch it just on regular TV. Um, but it was really good. I'm so thankful they gave us the opportunity to laugh and smile a little bit because that's going to be over probably from here on out. And I had other things that happened, but like that was just so traumatic that I'm just going to end with my lovely bottle of White Walker, Johnny Walker crashing to the floor and my kitchen is smelling. I almost didn't mop because <laughs> I was like, just going to let this smell just linger in the air. But then the floor was super sticky, of course, so I had to mop. And I cut my fucking finger picking up glass. I was like, screw you, White Walker. That is still the second saddest thing in that story. <laughs> so anyway, that's it for me. Let's 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 move on into our hot topics. So moving along to current events. <laughs> Oh, y'all listen y'all just don't know okay <laughs> it's been a rough couple days i've had a few of these <laughs> army of the deads and so y'all gonna get what transition i give y'all <laughs> see Sorry, i wouldn't have paid attention when nobody had known unless if you call yourself out <laughs> <laughs> it always is <laughs> pretty much okay <sighs> i bet you you were that kid that was like Hey, miss, you forgot to take up the homework. <laughs> now, I was not going to remind the teacher that she forgot to give homework. But, bitch, if I did this homework, hell yeah. Miss, miss, take my right here. You make me tired. <laughs> anyway. Um, so, honestly, I post or I made this on our list right when I found out it happened. And it was probably about like five days ago and so now it's like you know there's some more updates on it but um wendy williams decided she was no longer gonna be his lover or his secretary and <laughs> filed for divorce from her husband kevin hunter working every day <laughs> actually he's the lover and the secretary because wendy is the boss. <laughs> whichever way wendy is not gonna cry no more <laughs> But today he posted something on Blast. I don't even know what that is, but wow. um, apologizing and talking about how he never wanted to hurt her. Bloody blah 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 blah. Just some because it took you what ten but... years. <laughs> right, you had a whole ass child. <laughs> and and you, I feel sorry. Fight about it. <laughs> no, exactly. Like rarely rarely okay are you gonna catch me siding with Charlemagne the god but even Charlemagne was like my g no like you you were sitting there taking pictures with this girl with all of your teeth showing like you grinning for the picture and letting her post these pictures you were comfortable with this girl and all of that think so he didn't think Wendy was gonna leave he didn't think right. she was gonna leave well because I did. mean you know 
<laughs> if you've been letting me do what I want to do for 10 years, <laughs> right? I might not think you're going to leave either. I but... mean, he don't even look like he's worth, like, he don't even look like he has a stroke that would make it <laughs> <laughs> 10 years in disrespect. <laughs> but see, it he's wasn't about the stroke. It was about that cat cat cash. But see, now, <laughs> oh, girl, and I mean, she probably did realize it. She probably did realize that that was Wendy's cash, but Wendy said, no more. <laughs> so she fired him from the show. He had to be removed from the building. And then the car that he bought his other woman, his baby mama, Wendy had it repo. <laughs> Like, I almost feel sorry for the girl because now you finna be stuck with this broke nigga and a baby. <laughs> or why? <laughs> and he ain't even Girl. Mm. But mm. her wig looks raggedy. So. Oh, Wendy's? No, his side chick. Oh, Wendy's be looking raggedy sometimes too? Mm. Not, on sh- not during the show. She always has her wig together for the show. But like whenever you catch her out in public, like those paparazzi type pics, her wig is always slightly to the left. <laughs> B. Scott says she's living in a very nice apartment in Manhattan he pays for. And he got her a studio in Midtown for one of her many businesses that he supports. So not only is she going to be homeless. Because <laughs> 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 that was Wendy's money. Right. They got too comfortable. They really did. Okay. I think Wendy found her a really good lawyer because I'm I'm almost certain there was no prenup. Yeah. But they got married so young, mm-hmm. I would I would be hard pressed to believe there was a prenup. But I, it looks like she's found her a really good lawyer, and I'm glad for. Her. Yeah, I'm happy for I guess her leaving a situation that wasn't good for her. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's difficult to you know, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't want her like back on drugs and things like that. And I think I, I think I mentioned on this show that like I really believe that was the root of it all was that just dealing with the stress of him flaunting that girl around. Yeah, cheat in private, please. My God, have some decency. <laughs> Make sure I don't find out. We both. That's all I ask. God damn. Our lives would be very changed. I'll say that. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways. um, So, have you ever watched Suits? No. Okay, so Suits is a show. Is that the show that our princess came from? Yes. That was, yeah, the one she was with before she became princess. But anyways, so basically (laughs) her husband's white boy, he was kind of like he was very, very smart. So he was able to kind of like game the system and fake a law degree. And for like a few seasons, it was just like the big secret. But I promise you, there's like one season where like every person found somebody new found out every single episode. I'm like, y'all cannot keep a fucking secret whatsoever. But um, he had to go to jail for that. And I think he got out on a Go plea to deal. jail! <laughs> but he had a plea deal and then he found a way to like legally go become a lawyer without going to law school which brings us up with Kim Kardashian so Kim Kardashian is suit <laughs> uh, 
without like lying about it at first. But basically, she found a loophole. I know in California, I think uh, there's some other states that do it. But basically, she gets to take like the test, a law school test, maybe bar exam. I don't remember. And then she gets apprenticed <laughs> under a lawyer for a while. And then she can become a lawyer for real. So she outlined the process. And I just, anyway, I'm going to say what she said. So she said it take <laughs> because it's just like, okay, we can talk about our feelings for her later. But she said you have to have at least 60 hours of college, just undergraduate work. It takes four years. During that four years, she has like this test that's like a, I guess um she called it a mini bar, but I guess it's just kind of getting you ready for the bar. She has to take those every month. And then she has to do an apprenticeship where she's putting in at least 18 hours a week. So there is a process. It is outlined. And to be quite honest, I like the idea that I like the idea of that versus I just wish, I just wish. Okay, so let's talk about our feelings about Kim. <laughs> because she made a comment that just really pissed me off. Let's talk about our feelings about Kim. I was going to let you go first. <laughs> so I guess in in general, like as of late, she's used her platform sometimes, very few times, to benefit mm-hmm. people in mm-hmm. the, like the criminal justice thing. It just seems like right now it's just a new gimmick or like a new theme for keeping it with the Kardashians. It's like, Kim goes to law school. And I'm like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> I just, and I feel the same way you do. It's like, I'm very thankful for the help that she's offered these people who needed it. And mm-hmm. she, lend, she lent her name for something good for once. But she made a comment about people saying that her privilege is what allowed her to do this and that that was not the case, that the the laws or the process was available to anyone. But no, girl, because as you started talking about the process in detail, you yourself was talking about how time consuming it is. That's not, that's not, I can't quit my job and put in what she was putting in to become, I mean, personally, I probably could because it's just me, but someone who has a kid to take care of, or she talked about how it's all these late nights and how, you know, she has to put her kids to bed and just all this other stuff that it's like, girl, yes, your privilege does give you access to that and you need to realize it and recognize it. Honestly, like it's, it's, it's very unfortunate that a process like that is not more widespread because I would love to see something like that in Mississippi. I might say a few things. So, yes, if Black people flooded that system, and even if you think about like all the Black, you know, people in jail that are like studying law and no law, if they were to flood the system like that, they'd be like, shut the mm-hmm. shit down immediately. Right. <laughs> But, you know, because not a lot of people knew about it. But also, where did she get 60 credit hours of college from? I don't. (laughs) She said she had 75. I believe her. Um, Her dad was really big on school. 
and them going to school. I think Courtney graduated and Rob graduated. Mm. Um, but I believe her. I believe she went to school. Okay. So she she said she had seventy five hours. I used to listen. I used to love the show. <laughs> I used to really watch that show, and then I just I got some common sense and yeah. and let it go. Yeah, and but it's not when like you talk about. I know she's not dumb, but it's just like hmm. <laughs> when you talk about all of the tests that you have to take. Those tests aren't free, and I would assume they aren't cheap. Mm-hmm. And it's like, because I know for my job, <laughs> everything new that I want to do, I have to get a different endorsement. And even though I'm adding an, ador- an, an endorsement to a certificate that's already there, hell, each test can, the cheapest test I've ever taken was like 180. And that's when I, and that's because I was a full grown adult and I could pay myself on time. But I remember when I was an undergrad, like I was late paying for my test. I was waiting till the last minute because I didn't have the money. Right. And then I had to take like multiple parts at one time, which most people break it up. But again, I waited till the last minute and like, you know, thank God for my granny. <laughs> she just handed me her credit card and was like, girl, I'm going to take your test. <laughs> but, you know, so I just I, I need her to recognize that. Yes. Your privilege is exactly why you're getting to do this. Yeah. I mean, I don't but think you know, it hurts. More to her. Right. I don't think it hurts to speak to your privilege and be like, yes, I understand that like everybody can't do this. But you know, she, they are that. She's one of those girls that she just wants to be a victim so bad. Right. She just, she just want to be a struggling mother so bad. Right. <sighs> okay. So I think I heard they're having another baby. Yeah, I think they are ordering another baby. Wow. I'm sorry. As a feminist, no shame to, you know, people who do the surrogate life. I know that her pregnancies were painful, so I shouldn't be shady in that manner. No, you shouldn't. I'll be shady in other ones. Um, Okay, so moving along. Um, So Kirsten Nelson, she is Nielsen, sorry. She was the um, something head of somebody with Trump, former (laughs) Homeland Security Secretary with Trump. Um, But let me read y'all the first sentence of this article. It says, former Homeland Security Secretary Kirsten Nielsen, thief of migrant children, is going to have a tough time finding a new job because she was the head of the Migrant Baby Stealing Program and people outside the Trump administration don't like baby stealing. <laughs> so, when I was reading that article, I had to stop mid-article and say, who wrote this? I had no idea that the root comes from people's necks like that. Like <laughs> Every other sentence they were like, because you know, migrant baby still <laughs> right <laughs> yeah yeah they said according to atlantic folks close to nielsen say that in normal situations people who leave high profile positions like dhs secretary have their pick of other private sector jobs but not a migrant baby stealer <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny because like as as much shit as we want to give her Honestly, she did push back against Trump, which is why she's left her job. <laughs> right. 
but right i found that that part yeah i found that fine yeah. too so i was like actually i think she did right. but it's okay i i enjoy lumping all republicans white people into one group <laughs> the black ones can go with them too <laughs> especially if your name is candace owens right. oh lord so i'm gonna send you a tweet so <laughs> i'm gonna send you a tweet that someone right. tweeted of her and i like just keep going <laughs> so the same guy that wrote this article also said just like herpes he's back accused child molester roy moore is leading the candidate <laughs> to challenge that jokes. like what is wrong with that? y'all check out Stephen a crockett jr <laughs> see if he writing some shit oh god <sighs> anyways so <sighs> i think it's funny i hope she never works again in this country but hey um just saying the next post okay so i saw this on instagram and maybe i'm just fat but i was scrolling i saw <laughs> And especially it was like the Simply Juices, which is like my shit. I love the Simply Juices. Okay. <laughs> so it was like the Simply Lemonade, maybe like the Blueberry Lemonade. I was like, ooh, so what he had to he say. He had the Mango Lemonade. <laughs> I was like, ooh, what he got to say about the juice. And then he was talking about how he and his wife were like pregnant. And I was like, I don't give a fuck. This is supposed to be about juice. <laughs> You should have posted something else if you wanted to talk about, like, your family pregnancy. I don't care. What does this have to do with the juice? (laughs) When I saw the post, when I saw that you put the post in the show notes, I was like, where is Stoyan going with this? Am I supposed to be upset that he has an album coming out? I I didn't know what your angle was. I'm just really upset that he posted this juice and said nothing about but it. But it was a very deceiving picture. Right. It's like he knew we weren't going to pay attention. <laughs> I'm just like... I also saw it and went, damn, that's a lot of juice. I was just like, yeah, like, just, you could have put one sliver of mention with the juice. I would have been fine. This is deceiving. This is bait and switch. <laughs> oh, maybe that was his way of saying, I got the juice. I got juice. Or maybe he thought that we don't care. Oh. <laughs> and show the juice. Right. Anyways. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> the next one. It's just funny how like the world is so shady, like just in general. But um, so unless if you've been like living under a rock, you know that Julian Assange was Oh god. Um <laughs> Basically, Ecuador, like, decided we're not holding you asylum anymore. Get your shit and go. <laughs> and so, like, it's funny because I remember, like, you know, sometime last year, they're like, look, he, he won't clean up. His cat shit's everywhere. And we're, you know, he needs to do better or we're, you know, kicking him out. <laughs> and then the WikiLeaks, they just, like, next level snitches so the week before that they were like hey they're probably gonna get rid of julian because they're trying to cover up for some crime they've been doing with like off the shore stuff and then like the next week (laughs) he got put out (laughs) yeah he had been like (laughs) he had been down talking the ecuadorian government like (laughs) you can't talk about these people and they let you stay in their house 
And they were like, he's skateboarding. <laughs> he's skateboarding through the halls. He rubbing shit on the wall. Let me tell you something. The first time I saw some shit on my wall, his ass would have got out the end. Right. <laughs> I'm like, no, sir. And they're like, he treats the staff mean. He goes weeks without showering. Oh. And I, I'm, I am trying not to laugh. Not really. But I'm trying not to laugh because I do assume that it was very, I mean, because how many years was he there? And and not except Seven I would have had to at least stick my hand outside the door. Like, I would have tried it. I would have tried it. But I, I, I'm sure that does just do something to your psyche. And like his own personal doctor, did you see where his personal doctor has released a statement where they're going to sue <laughs> The gov the the government of Ecuador for um like psychological damage oh that has occurred to him and because he went so many years without sunlight and it's caused all this damage and it was like nigga you could have left at any time that's why it's your fault that you, you got to be stuck here. in that house I'm surprised they don't have like a backyard or a courtyard that he can go to but. Well, they're not like this everywhere, but some places where churches are literal sanctuaries, yeah. but it's a building. And as soon as you step foot outside, that's it. You're fair game. And then, your dumbass president, he doesn't realize that, like, especially the fact that he tweets as much as he does, that, like, mm. he can say things and then say something else in the future, and we could be like, but you said this. So now he's like, oh, I don't know anything about WikiLeaks. I uh, I don't support it. I don't know what y'all are talking Bruh. about. Nigga! Yeah. <laughs> he's like, literal tweets that he's like, I love WikiLeaks. <laughs> and he's just like, oh, I don't oh, know anything God. about it. Bruh. <laughs> and even if... Did you see? Go ahead. Even if he hadn't spoken in, report, er, in support for them before, you're the president. You're supposed to know things. <laughs> Especially well, when now, there see, are there... threats to our country. <laughs> there, there's your mistake, Toyin. <laughs> Just assuming yeah. that your president knows things. I don't. That was your first. I don't have state. a president. <laughs> I am. My apartment is a free state. We don't have presidents here. <laughs> I swear, I read something the other day. Oh my god, what was it? I can't remember, but it was something bad, and it was like the president of the United States. And it was something bad. And I said, that don't sound like Barack. I mean, that, <laughs> legit, that was what I said. And then it took me a minute to realize, oh, yeah, <laughs> that guy. Because in my mind, Barack is my president. And it was just like, oh, I wish I could remember what it was. But anyway, did you see the, the little video clip of when they arrested him? They were dragging him by the Yeah. His little feet. <laughs> There was no audio, but it looked like he was going, no, no, no. <laughs> this little feet. <laughs> it's like when I'm it's like when I'm at a birthday party, when I take my niece to a birthday party and I'm ready to go. And she's still at the party and I'm dragging her off. You didn't want to leave that party. <laughs> oh God. Oh y'all, please look at that video. <laughs> but I probably shouldn't be laughing at that old man that way. But it was funny. Yeah, I, I think there's a chance that Sweden might get him. There's a chance we might get him. I don't know. 
I mean, there are a lot of people who want them. Want him? Are there not? Yeah. I, well, it was supposed to be extradition to the United States, I think, but uh, oh. Sweden is drumming up some old like sexual assault charges, so they might get a chance. That's right. Yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> and the last bit of <sighs> fuckery for 2019. <laughs> so Issa, Issa has a busy year, so she just you know there's that whole movie that just came out and she was in it. But I mean, let's give her her flowers. She says she's hella busy, but <laughs> basically, <laughs> she. And the thing about it, the most annoying part about it was like, I think she said something about like, I think it was a different interview, and people asked her about season four insecure, and then she was like, "Oh, ain't no season." And I was like, "Could you have not like told us?" I just. I did not know anything of this until today. And I don't know how I missed it, but I didn't know until today. And I'm still feeling away. Like, I'm trying to be understanding. <laughs> trying, but that's your job, girl. I better not see you at nobody's award show with some champagne when you could have been at home writing the fucking show. <laughs> writing. Could have been at home writing and you out toasting and shit. I, I it's just weird that she's like we needed a break after going back to back for three years do you know how long Grey's Anatomy has been going I, okay I'm like that's how shows work Issa <laughs> that's how shows work I, I just there was one girl that tweeted like okay bet so when you come back give us an hour right. god damn it instead of 30 minutes you gonna take all this time off and then I read the, the article and I was like so Issa think she game of thrones you're just gonna take a whole two years right. off like I, I i it's like my favorite shows don't appreciate my viewership <laughs> they, don't, they don't appreciate this viewership that i'm given and i feel neglected well so honestly enough um i work in advertising so they were talking about you know how like if you're watching like a digital like let's say roku or apple tv Basically, the ads on there is a different vibe than a TV app. But but they were basically saying that, like, Game of Thrones is really, like, the last time where they expect to see, like, a lot of people tune in live for a TV show. And so in the future, yeah. we're going to have more opportunities to kind of sell digital ads because more people are going to be watching TV, like, on a more fragmented level. But Insecure was another one, like, in addition to Game of Thrones. Insecure was mostly black, but like we watched it live on time. And so it's like, yeah, how did HBO not be like rummy my money? <laughs> you know, like people are talking about, <laughs> um, so after Game of Thrones, I just canceled my, <laughs> canceled my membership. <laughs> like, you don't understand. Like, what are y'all gonna do to hold our attention for the rest of the year? Because that's what that's what people, I mean, I personally know people. <laughs> who get HBO for Game of Thrones and when the season's over, they right. let it go and they just renew every year. And that's what people are doing with Insecure. And you're, you know, I did not know that tidbit, but it's very believable. And you know why? Because of Black yeah. Twitter. Because it's so hard to avoid spoilers. <laughs> so that's why Game of, like most of my shows, I, I record, I watch at a different time. I, I'm all for that. But Game of Thrones, I have to watch in real time because everybody's going to be talking about it. And there's just no way to avoid the spoilers. Yeah. Same thing for Insecure. 
when we, I mean you you see Twitter when we watch yeah, it. It's a like it's lit. <laughs> it's a family thing. So yeah, I I'm trying to be understanding and whatnot. And I mean, I mean, I guess I'm happy for her and shit. But like you know, three seasons back to back. Like girl, that's how television yeah, yeah. works. Yeah. <sighs> but alas. So moving along to our someone something. Um, so this is about Faye. <laughs> and that yeah. So Faye being LeBron James, because there's a lot of Faye. But um basically, um, you know, about a maybe like a year ago, they started this I promise school. And yeah. you know, at this point they've realized that like already they're showing so much improvement in both like academic but the students behavior so basically he collected these kids um they're like third and fourth grade and they're identified as the worst performers in the school and branded with behavior problems and in like within a year i mean of course with i think education testing it takes a few years to like really call it a trend but within a year it's already showing promise which is super exciting so like they talk about like every day where the kids walk in, they're paraded with hugs and high fives as they dance and they're showered with compliments as they're given full, you know, a buffet of breakfast foods. So just starting there, they're getting the emotional validation that they need. Um, they're getting food, <laughs> which is really important. And there's <laughs> lots of tests out there to say if kids are not fed well, you know, they can't perform well at school. So they're really doing everything right. the research has said that these kids need, but nobody gives them. That's what they're doing at the school. I mean, I'm sure you're not surprised and whatnot, but this whole topic and everything makes me emotional. <laughs> what? Exactly. So I'm actually not gonna say, <laughs> I'm actually not gonna say that much because it does make me really emotional. I'm just so happy. And the the I guess what I'm happiest about is that he did this through the public school mm-hmm. system. People always like to shine a light on these different organizations that happen to be charter schools. And one thing I'm going to say is this, at a charter school, you can decide who comes and who goes. And so your data isn't pure. At a public school, you cannot do that. And his mix of students, he even has special needs kids. Like he didn't, he didn't say well, we're only going to take this amount of kids. I mean, we're only going to take kids who meet this level or kids, you know, because you can skew your results. Mm -hmm. One thing that one of the, I forgot what her role was in the district. I think she's a principal in the district, but she's like, yeah, you know, they have a lot of extra revenue because of LeBron, but ultimately these people are teaching love and it didn't cost anything to teach a child that hey i love you and i'm gonna be here for you and i support you and all he's doing is just giving the resources that every child deserves and it's so like it's it's amazing it's infuriating it's it's so many things all wrapped up in one and my hope is that other public entities will take notes yeah that's all yeah and i really love what that school's doing for parents too like that's yeah i love that it is like a whole family resource center because i think 
honestly, even where I grew up, I think the biggest difference in my education was my parents because they were going to make sure I learned <laughs> no matter what. Right. And so I think that's kind of what took me apart from the kids that I even went to school with. So um, I think it's always helpful to be able to um, just raise the parents up and help them as well. So it was great. But I wouldn't mind a LeBron mural in my home as well, if he wants to give me that. I mean, <laughs> LeBron, I'll settle for a bike. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't gonna ride it, but you know. Yeah. I was like, this is LeBron's bike. <laughs> I'm a Khaled LeBron. I'd be like, oh, I'm going out for a ride on LeBron. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> oh my god i can't believe I you said I, that doing it why is your brain so nasty makes you frisky. <laughs> anyway. um, so i'm gonna move Cute. along to our poor life decision of the week so april is stress awareness month honestly i it's not like i'm not aware of my stress all the time but uh i just kind of want to take a a step back and think about stress among us as Black women. So the first article I was going through was from the Anxiety and Depression Association of America, and it was called To Be Female, Anxious, and Black. And to set the story for kind of our anxiety as Black women, um, she kind of breaks it down to like, research and history tells us that there's three basic images that exist. The strong Black women, um, the angry black women and the Jezebel video vixen. And so, of course, the strong black women, you know, are legendary. They kind of go through everything, but they still, you know, keep going. And that's, of course, the Harriet yeah. Tubman and the Sojourner Truth and <laughs> every black grandmother. <laughs> uh, the next one was an angry black woman, and she actually compares it to Medea. The cool thing about the person who wrote it is. You know, they talk about, yeah, they cuss you out before they hear you out. But they say that these women are extremely anxious and anger is just their first expression of their discomfort. Um, and then the last one is a Jezebel, which was like basically sexualized black women. And, you know, talks about Jezebel, the Bible, who turned her husband against God. And ever since slavery, we as women have been sexualized in derogatory ways. But the funny thing about that one was Black women, particularly professional Black women, work hard to dispel the Jezebel and video vixen image. <laughs> I didn't care for her using the term video vixen. I really didn't. And I really, and I can't articulate why I just didn't. And I didn't like her mentioning, like, it made me scroll to look at her picture and see who she was. <laughs> I was like, is this the Black woman writing yeah. this? I just didn't care for that little comment about the rap videos and stuff like that. I understood what she was trying to say as far as like sometimes I, I know that I have been over sexualized for my shape. And that's something that I really didn't have a lot of control over. I mean, <laughs> I have control that it's uh, out of shape shape <laughs> now. But I mean, I, I understood what she was trying to say. I didn't like it. And it felt it felt judgy. It may not have been, but that's how it felt. Yeah, I think the thing about it is, like, nowadays, nobody's calling nobody a Jezebel. And even, like, Video Vixen was kind of like an early 2000s kind of thing. I think she was trying to be mm -hmm. 
academic, so she didn't say thought. <laughs> but it was just like, you know, in theory, people know what those two, they can imagine somebody who they think is that, you know. And I, and you know what? I think that's why I didn't like it. I think that's why I didn't like it. <laughs> but at any rate, I get what she was trying to say. And I also didn't like... <laughs> First of all, it was a good article, so I don't want to sound like I'm poo-pooing all over this woman because I'm not. But I I think she missed an essential part of the angry Black woman, and that's the passion part. And that that passion is often fueled by the stress and the things that we see going on. And so we're passionate about, you know, these different causes and stuff. And a lot I know a lot of times what's passion for me, it's mistaken as anger. No, it's just that this is something that's really important to me. So it's like, I I thought that was a slight missed opportunity, but it really was a yeah. good article. And that was like the shortest article, <laughs> um, paragraph on that one. But um, moving on, she kind of talks about like, just issues that face us as Black women. So one of it is social anxiety. So uh, the whole notion of like, as black women, we're expected to carry like the whole race on our back and the whole expectations for blackness on our back. <laughs> especially when you think about like, especially like our ancestors and things like that. It's like we have gotten to somewhere where they once dreamed of. So we definitely have to carry this. And so we've always been told, you know, you got to be twice as good to go half as far. Um, you're representing the race and you're being watched more closely. Which is not not true, <laughs> but it does increase right. social anxiety. <laughs> I got so angry with myself because I caught myself doing it to my niece. And I, I got so angry with myself because I remember what that felt like. Because she mentioned in the article, like, we are often in situations where we're the only one or we're mm -hmm. the first one. And... Growing up in a lot of my classes and a lot of the um, activities that I participated in, a lot of times I was the only one. And my granny really did put that pressure, <laughs> she really did put that pressure on me. And she would be like, you better not let nobody raise their hand before you. <laughs> she'd, be, she'd be very specific, like, you better not let them white kids answer mm -hmm. more questions than you. You better not do, you know. And it, it, it is very stressful and it makes it, it's a part of probably what made me so nervous. And I caught myself doing that to my niece. But like you said, Doyen, it's true though. It's true. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. And even like they were talking about the whole like acting white accusation, which, <laughs> you know, like, mm -hmm. I think at some point I was like, yeah, you know what? I really like Nickelback and come for me if you want to. But even white people don't like Nickelback. It's just me. But it's okay. <laughs> Doyen, last night, do you hear me? Last night I was singing, oh man, what's the name of the song? It's not like you. Say sorry. <laughs> but that's my story. <laughs> I've just gotten a lot of shaming in, in wider like circles because they're like, I don't know. I think they just love to hate I Nickelback, mean, but that's a whole different story. <laughs> also, I think we love Nickelback personally, even though you were younger then, you don't have to say it. Say I'll say it, it for you. <laughs> but before they got big, you know, they performed at oh. uh, Bulldog Batch. Interesting. And they were like a fresh group then. They weren't, you know, well known. 
I think you yeah. know that in your spirit. <laughs> so that's why you love them. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I, I had, I, I got to the point, yeah. it never really bothered me like when other people said it, but one of my aunts in particular used to say it all the time. She used to say that I wanted to be white and it really hurt. It, it really did yeah. hurt my feelings until I just got a little older and just realized, you know what? That's actually more of a reflection of what you think of yourself. Because if you think that me speaking in a certain way equals white, then that's really just a reflection of what you think. Yeah, of you. I think so. that in particular is just more of like I feel like was a transient thing where like yeah, there's times when I was called an Oreo and I was like that hurts my feelings. Now I'm like I don't care. <laughs> I am me. <laughs> that's all there is to it. We should totally go to a Nickelback show. Do they have shows too? <laughs> I'm sure they do. And we can go see. Oh, what if it was a Nickelback and Creed together? <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> we would get our whole life. Cheap beer. Right, those tickets would it'd be on Groupon for $5. It'd be so great. Uh, <laughs> anyways. So uh, the next kind of thing that, you know, occurs with black women is ptsd and so like i know mm. when like the word ptsd first started coming out people were thinking about like you know people who fought overseas and came back but there mm. is a lot of um just traumatic stress that black people especially black women go through that honestly this article does speak to and basically this whole article was more to speak to like mental health professionals and kind of uh, bring things to mind that they probably don't think of especially ones that are not black but um so under this one she was talking about how the rate of sexual assault among black women is 3.5 times higher than any other group of this in this country uh, black women are also less likely to report their assault, partially because we don't feel like people will believe us. So a lot of people suffer in mm. silence for years, never sharing what has happened to them. Um, thus, the trauma remains unnamed, unknown, and untreated, and the symptoms worsen. And I was like, oh, <laughs> why are you yelling <laughs> so loud? Right. And then um, they talk about racism as a form of trauma that disproportionately affects Black women and men. Um, and it goes back to talking about driving while Black, shopping while Black, and everyday racial microaggressions are direct examples. But then it also talks about how indirect examples are like the viral videos of unarmed Black women and men being killed. And... Mm -hmm. Yeah, that one, like they say, vicariously witnessing race-based trauma can be as devastating as a direct form. And that's kind of why, like, I do take my my breaks and stasis, space away from social media, especially when something like that does happen, because I know that, like, I can't handle it anymore. Yeah. I just can't. I don't think I realized how big of a role that was playing in my life until... I can't remember where it was in Texas, but when they were having those riots in Texas, when they were looking for this man and remember they put out the picture of the mm -hmm. wrong man and it was just, it, we were watching it on Twitter mm -hmm. in real time and I had a panic attack and that's when I realized, oh, wow, like this, yeah. it's, it's too much. 
it was too, and it was riding on the heels of Ferguson and you know all the other riots that were taking place and it was just too much and you know I think I've mentioned this on this show before but I got pulled over like a couple of years ago the officer mm-hmm. was really nice I mean he didn't he let me go he didn't give me a ticket or whatever but like as soon as he went back and got in his car like I just broke down crying and I don't yeah. even know why I don't know I was I was nervous as shit when he came to the window and I I was terrified and I never it, it it never you know I never thought about it it's not like oh I'm scared when I'm stopped by police listen I get so mm-hmm. many speeding tickets I've been stopped so many times and it wasn't you know a thing to me but just in the aftermath of having experienced an experience like Sandra Bland it was just And I think that he saw, I'm almost certain he could see how scared I was because I looked terrified. I was shaking. I mean, he saw me, it was in the morning. I had my badge on, so he knows I'm going to work. So I guess he just didn't think, you know, she Mm -hmm. hired something like that. I think he just knew that I was terrified. And as soon as he walked to his car, like I just broke down crying. And I really couldn't do anything else the rest of the day. I went on to work because I didn't want to go home because I knew that I would have cried all day. Had I, I will say, okay, so two different times. My car, I don't know, it's a big car. So I can't really tell if my brake lights are ever out. I don't know. But um, there's one time, again, both at night, and I think I was heading back from church both times. So I was taking the side roads. One time, pulled me over, like, my hands are shaking. <laughs> Handing him, like, why, you know, like, why? Yeah license and registration so i think a couple weeks ago they pulled me over for a break like being out and i'm pretty sure they had some kind of like racial sensitivity training so he was like oh you went to smu because he could see like i had an smu alumni on my car and i was like you know at first i didn't think anything of it but then yesterday when i was walking up to my car i'm like i'm pretty sure they had some kind of racial sensitivity training so that they could you know, make themselves personable for you in that moment. So they don't scare the yeah. crap out of you. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. 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 It's even that, especially like Sandra Bland happened in Texas. And so like there is, you know, yeah. I don't remember exactly where it was. I thought it was close to Houston. So <laughs> there's one time my GPS sent me on a side road. It was during the daytime, which is a little reason why it went because there's construction. And I was like, listen, Something happens to this car. We just go ahead to die in this car because I'm not going in anybody's house, <laughs> going to anybody's front yard to ask for help because it's just not going to happen. <laughs> These are conversations I have with myself. <laughs> no, that's happened to me several. I mean, you know Mississippi and you know where I am in Mississippi yeah. and which where I am is fine, but I was going to another town and GPS, right. GPS is a little bitch. <laughs> GPS took me, I no lie, I know I was in clan country. I mean, it was like I right. I started praying. I turned my music down because you know I was getting my life in because I always listen. I always put on the concert of the year in my car, okay? I turned that music down so the Lord could hear me clearly. I was like, Lord, you gotta get me. I mean, it was Confederate flags everywhere you I mean, I, it had to be clan country. And I was just like, Jesus, Jesus. Lord, forgive me for it. Lord, if you let me make it through this, I will never cuss again. Lord, I'll never cuss again. Oh, it's so real. Oh. Oh. 
And that shit is traumatic. Like, it's traumatic. And we laugh because that's what we do. Um, You know? Last one, which I feel like is changing around slowly but surely, but like, just talking about help seeking. So before there was a stigma associated with, you know, seeking help for anxiety, people wanted to pray it away. Uh, People were like, well, I've been through much Mm -hmm. worse and I made it, so why can't you make it? (laughs) But, um, I feel like truly, yeah. I feel like things are about to starting to change. And I mean, I know not taking away from yeah. like anybody who doesn't have like the support system, but I feel like most of my friends are like, why your ass ain't in therapy yet? And I'm like, oh. <laughs> I'm going to start applying pressure. <laughs> thank you, Dr. Angelou and Jala. Sorry, whiskey. Neil Barnett for that article and I think she actually wrote a book called Soothe Your Nerves in the Black Woman's Guide to Understanding and Overcoming Anxiety, Panic, and Fear so if you want to check her out (laughs) so you know we are ever the ones to just give you some tips you know to leave you with just you know some tips you can take away for coping with stress and you know all these other things that we're dealing with. Um, trying to keep your sanity, whatever that is. Um, <laughs> so the first one was dialing in with telemedicine. And so if you are very kind of intimidated with the idea of going to a therapist's office or you just don't have time or you can't take off work, they say that that's a really good option. Typically, like, like I said, with my job, we have EAP and they do offer like sessions including like telemedicine sessions um also sometimes it can be um a way to get therapy but not as expensive as like a full-on therapy routine yeah (sighs) the next one was rude but (laughs) squeezing a workout because people still swear that exercise helps to relieve your body of stress (laughs) <laughs> they, the institute of people called they say that you should work out and this article <laughs> continues to go over and talk about put fast food in the rear view mirror when i do force a workout and when i do force myself to cook versus eating fast food i, I do have feel a lot better. of anxiety stress about having to cook for myself sometimes <laughs> You're always whipping something up. <laughs> Still. <laughs> Anyways, so yeah, they say um, instead of fast food, you should, you know, eat oil-rich fish like salmon, uh, leafy greens, um, healthy snacks, and stuff like that. They mentioned in this article about caffeine bringing on panic attacks, and my doctor swears that this is true, but y'all, <laughs> when I when I can feel it coming on, nothing calms my nerves like a nice can of Red Bull. <laughs> I'm sorry. It makes me feel better. I don't know why, but it just makes me feel better. But my doctor swears that, no, girl, it makes your anxiety worse. Wow. <laughs> just saying. Who are we to fight with? I feel like I know how I feel. Medical research or anything. <laughs> Uh, their meal prep tip though was uh to try the grocery hot bar um so you could pick up 
already prepared nice foods um don't do whole foods because you won't have any money (laughs) uh the next one was satisfy your cravings without sacrificing a diet so they talk about like a healthier version of a milkshake and um dipping fruit in melted dark chocolate yeah gonna go on from there (laughs) the next one was log off and (laughs) i know we've talked about this at least in our sleep episode yeah but basically (laughs) um taking a step back and not checking using your phone for an hour before going to bed (laughs) not listen (laughs) (laughs) a a whole hour um, like i still need a whole hour on that one um First of all, I listen to podcasts before I go to bed. So there's that. So I have to utilize my phone. And I feel like that's how I know that I'm fighting my sleep is when I start spastically checking everything on my phone. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah. uh, One of these days. One of these days, I'm going to try it for shits and giggles and see what happens. Um, <laughs> you try it for the uh, both the next of us. One, which is one we always also talk a lot about on the pod was keep calm and meditate. Um, there's a plethora of meditation apps we talked about, but even like you can you could look it up on YouTube or SoundCloud. There's also podcasts that are like meditation podcasts. So there's lots of ways to get guided into meditation so you don't have to sit there in the silence for five minutes and you know, fight with your brain. Um, the next yeah. one, don't laugh. <laughs> I'm so serious. <laughs> I've been waiting. You were to waiting to, to laugh. See, <sighs> so <laughs> read it, Doyen. Deep breaths, deep relaxation. I just don't know what you have. It's okay. It's just don't ask me to hold it and like breathe out in more seconds than I'm gonna breathe out. Anyways, so they basically this one is doable. So it's like breathe in slowly through your nose, focus on filling your lower lungs with air, feel your stomach expand, slowly exhale, and keep let feel your stomach fall. Do this ten times. That is approachable and easy. This whole holding it for like five minutes and then exhaling it for thirty thirty minutes does not work. (laughs) Nobody. Nobody has asked you to hold your breath. For you know what I mean. <laughs> I don't. Like, just start. Just start with a small number, like five. Count to five, pulling in, and it's five Mississippi's. Like, don't do one, two, three, four, five. Give it a good five Mississippi's. Pull in, hold it for five Mississippi's, then let it go for five. Okay, girl. Uh, <laughs> so the next one was. And the best one is do you. So they say, you know, you just do you. I'ma do me. Yeah. Uh, you remember that song? Uh, oh, so sorry. find something you love to do, even if it is randomly <laughs> singing songs on the podcast. Um, <laughs> and then you know, get to it. So they say take up a craft, sing, sign up for a dance lesson, sing, give yourself an hour to watch a rerun of your favorite show for the tenth time. A Parks and Rec. Anything that makes you happy. <laughs> Golden yeah, Girls makes me happy. A lot of things that make me happy, but then I have a lot of half-done crafts because of that. But, um, <laughs> yeah, so. 
Hey, speaking of crafts, did you make Runcase no. glass? But I was like, that's cute. Oh, okay. Because I, I'm going to be honest, I was going to be upset with you if you did. Because you oh, know girl, I love Game of Thrones. And <laughs> I was like, you didn't make me. I mean, I really, I was, I, I was staring at the glass like, that looked like mm-hmm. Julia's handiwork. And I really don't understand <laughs> why she didn't make me one. Um, I made you a podcast <laughs> glass. Be happy. Okay. <laughs> you did. And I love it. <laughs> okay. Alrighty. So that's all, all there is. All she wrote about just, you know, being mindful of our stress and kind of helping ourselves to stress less in this month of April and in life in general. One thing I like about this article is all of these tips are very doable. I mean, even when, even the workout, because it doesn't have to be long and drawn out. I mean, these, sometimes the tips they offer, it's like, girl, no. But most yeah. of these are very doable. Um, the website will link it in the podcast, but it's called Black Women's Health Imperative, and they sound super great, and I think you should check them out. So that's all. We're going to move on mm-hmm. to the favorite part of the pod, the buy you a drink. So, Chris, who are you buying a drink for this week? You know who I'm buying a drink for this week. <laughs> you guessed it, Game of Thrones. <laughs> Specifically, Sansa Stark. Okay, y'all, y'all be hating on Sansa. Y'all don't want to give Sansa her flowers, but girlfriend has grown. She has stepped into her own. And pretty soon she's going to be warden of the North. So I am buying a drink for Game of Thrones coming back to us after two long years. And more specifically, the beautiful Sansa Stark. She's practical. She she gets shit done. She <laughs> I mean, she's not the warrior of the family, but there's no way that they're going to be able to survive without her. Because she does things like, you know, make sure they got enough food. Make sure that the armor is lined with fur and leather because it's cold as fuck. Like, she makes sure everything's going to be okay. Yeah, I'm not the soloist in the choir, but I make sure that I'm on key in my section. (laughs) See? So who are you buying a drink for this week? Then I forgot. Do you you want me to talk more Game of Thrones (laughs) until you... I, I mean, I, I'm willing to do that for you, uh, my friend. So I'm going to oh. go with <laughs> um, Representative Omar, who is having... Oh, yeah. So yes. Trump is on his bullshit, and his peons are threatening her and giving her more threats, um, even more in her life. So um, I'm just going to buy her... Um, I don't know if she drinks or not. You know. This job probably <laughs> drives her to drink a nice wine, if nothing but, else. Uh, just sending like love and thoughts and um, support for her because the the media especially is just showing it's sexist ass right now. <laughs> so I just, you know, mm-hmm. I just want her to know that people are out there loving her still. Sometimes it truly amazes me how ignorant people can mm-hmm. be yeah 
Anyways, so you have made it through another episode of Poor Life Decision. As usual, we would love to chat with you. I know that y'all have been chatting with us more about Game of Thrones. But um, <laughs> overall, just talk to us on Twitter. We are PLD Pod. Um, on Instagram, we are Poor Life Decision. Um, on Etsy, we are also Poor Life Decision. And we have a really cool website at www.forlifedecision.com. I personally had a great time watching Game of Thrones with y'all. I really did. I did not tweet during American Gods because I watched it. So every show that I love comes on Sunday night. <laughs> but thankfully, American Gods comes on Stars, And with Stars, you can watch the show 24 hours ahead of time. So I watched it on Saturday. So I didn't want to, you know, spoil anything for anyone, but I really enjoyed watching Game of Thrones with y'all. I'll meet, I'll meet you again. And next I'm Monday. fairly caught up on <laughs> Jane the Virgin. It's getting on my damn nerves. I would also like to talk about that. Oh, uh, oh, you're mm -hmm. on the, you're in the current season. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I'm gonna start Queenie tonight. I am. So well, you lied and told me that tonight. like what Saturday? But <laughs> I told. Oh yeah, I intended to. Yeah, I had, I had, I I have the book because I bought the Kindle version. Anyways, thanks for joining us this week, and we'll see you next week. We love you. Your Drink mom, your water. Take your meds. Take your allergy meds. We love y'all.